Hi, everybody. It's Eric. Thanks for listening to this podcast from KX93.5. We invite you to listen to more music and talk on our grassroots nonprofit radio station right here in Laguna Beach from anywhere in the world on kx935.com slash listen or on our smartphone apps. Right now, here's Awakening Code Radio from KX93.5. And thank you for joining us. We appreciate you so much. If you are not a regular listener to our podcast, go to kx935.com and find us there. You can just go to shows or podcasts, find Awakening Code Radio and scroll down. Or a really great way that people write in all the time and tell us how they're listening is on iTunes. We have nearly 200 shows in a library, in a catalog there. And people say while they're driving or mowing the lawn or walking on the beach or working out because uh, they enjoy our show because it is always an uplifting message uh, where we're talking about conversation to raise the vibration on a spiritual level, an emotional level, a, um, you know, a, a relational level. All those things, raising consciousness, raising awareness, going through the awakening process, that's what our show's about. And tonight is no exception, a little bit different. We're going to be talking about the election because this show happens to be airing on the exact time while the final polls are coming through. Uh, this big election. Uh, we are here Tuesday night, November 8th, 2016, and um, with Michelle Anderson in the studio. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Speak up there. You know, get right on there. I, I'm right on it. Kiss the mic. And our musical <laughs> guest, who's been with us at least one show per year since uh, 2012, Larissa Stowe. Hello. Hi there. From Hi the Shakti there. tribe. So, so honored to be here. An amazing singer, songwriter, musician that uh, does such a unique blend of uh, ancient Sanskrit, uh, what are they? Mantra, mudras? Mantras. Mon- yeah, mantras. Mantras. You yeah. can do a mudra. You, right. You can do a mudra to the mantra. While yes. you're singing the mantra. Right. So we have these ancient Sanskrit um, sayings and words and terms and things, phrases, but they're layered into a lot of really modern rock riffs, and it's, it's such a unique blend. It's heart-opening. It's, it's mm. magic, and when you do these things, you teach these things you call play shops. I just attended one recently at the Love Fest in Ojai, and you really know how to get people out of their egoic, self-doubting um, state where they're thinking how silly they might look moving around or screaming or dancing or jumping and within 15 minutes, everybody is just in this blissful state with you because you're sharing the experience. You're on the ground right there with them. Um, it's really wonderful to see what you do. And I'm, I'm willing to look ridiculous. Yeah, well, you don't. <laughs> the rest of us do. You do not. You've become the seasoned pro. Anyway, tonight, we are going to be talking about the election. We are not going to be ranting one way or another, we are um, seeing the way the polling is going. Many people may be surprised at what is happening. We do not have a final outcome yet, but um, Donald Trump seems to be doing quite well, and that might be surprising some people. But we're going to be pulling back tonight and talking in bigger terms about our journey and what politics has been and meant uh, in our evolutionary path and where we go from here and how we should we be feeling about this right now and what do we do and we're going to talk about all of it because i think this is a real opportunity right now um when talk about awakening a real wake-up call i believe is happening uh to us and to the rest of the world and um we're going to talk all about it so michelle we're not going to 
You're oh. calling on me like I'm in school. Well, I, all of a sudden, I got this hair <laughs> hair raising thing going on. Uh, like, no, oh no, I'm in you trouble. You in the back. <laughs> well, you know one thing we're not going to do. We're not going to um, endorse anybody. We're not even going to say how we voted. We are going to talk in broad terms yep. about what has happened because this has been a very divisive uh, election. It has rattled a lot of people to their core of things that they believe in or things that they don't. A lot of people have called this election the supreme one of who do you hate the least almost out of the two uh, you know, incumbents. And we're, we're not going to judge that. That's not our place to judge that. We have who we have. And um, we have a seasoned uh, politician in Hillary Clinton. And we have uh, someone who's not a politician in Donald Trump. And I think maybe there's um, something in that, just in that alone, that we have someone that's kind of outside of the political system that is actually, at the moment at least, doing quite well in the polls. Um, maybe sending a message that status quo, it's time for something other than status quo. That is certainly not an endorsement either way about Donald Trump. But I do think um, people are showing that they might be frustrated with status quo politics. Might? That they are. Let's <laughs> yeah, go ahead and yeah. say, um, I think Absolutely. all three of us at least. Yeah, that we are, I think we all agree on that, that. Yeah, that the political system, as good as it is, and we want to acknowledge that um, we still think that, or I do anyway, our political system here is probably better than most in the world. Um, but I also think it was kind of flawed from the very beginning, that the little seeds, possibly poisonous seeds, were still there with our founding fathers drafting the Declaration of Independence and Bill of Rights and the Constitution. You know, slavery was still <laughs> fine in there. Women not voting, that's part of it. I right. mean, there was a lot, of, a lot of stuff that felt normal to them 200 years ago, but now do not. So we have been evolving and some major um, political issues have come and gone as far as racism, at least in, uh, in a way. I'm not saying that racism is gone. Sadly, it is not. But as far as um, any kind of official standpoint from the government, it should be. Um, we're getting very opened up in our sexual, in the way we view sexual orientation, um, where something was criminal 50 years ago. And now it's like many people are very relaxed in like even who cares about someone's sexuality drug use we have proposition 64 here in california making uh, marijuana legal i mean there are people in the last 50 years that have gone to jail for many years for having an ounce or so of marijuana on them and now we're getting to the point i just got back from colorado you go into dispensary and if you're over 21 you buy it that's right so it's things, happening all over the things place are now. changing mm-hmm. um but i think what they're showing the the big trend that they're changing towards is that we are um, moving out of status quo mentality. Thank I, goodness. I, I think a lot of people have been in a slumber. I know that the language that a lot of people that we surround ourselves with use the term people are waking up. Right. And they're realizing that we've been asleep. And I'm, I raise my hand to that. I, was, I know that I was asleep. I know the moment that I woke up. And it happened in Peru and in, in Machu Picchu. And it was in 2006. And I know people that woke up way before I did. And and I know people that I would consider still sleeping. Um, And all that means is walking around like, you know, they talk about the zombie apocalypse, right? And I know my daughter's always talking about the zombie apocalypse. And I think what that really personifies is that 
sometimes we're just trying to go around like little sheeple and we don't even realize that we're we're kind of being like puppets, you that know? we're the zombies. Right, we, we've become the zombies and it's time to shake each other and say, oh my gosh, we are we are um, so much more than that. Yeah. And, and to really actually have an opinion about something or, you know, see the bigger picture like you talked about. It's time for all of us to realize that this separation thing that we do, pointing fingers, blaming, judging, shaming people, it's not working. Right. It's not helping us. And, and Larissa, I absolutely, you know how much I love and adore you. And when I'm at your concerts, I'm that girl. <laughs> I'm the girl that's always dancing. <laughs> and I want to move through the audience and look in people's <laughs> eyes and smile at them. I'm the hippie lady, right? <laughs> My daughter's like, Mom, you're such a hippie lady. But what you've done, I think, is you've helped people awaken to what it feels like when your heart blooms open. And you know what my favorite song is that you have. I mean, now you're writing more and I'm finding all, I want to say all of them are my favorite songs. But your song, Bloom, about Mother Mary and how you want to learn to love like her. Mm. And what you're saying in that is, it's time for us to realize we have the capacity to love unconditionally, but it takes practice. It takes practice not to judge people or to put conditions around our love yes. and to just love for the sake of loving. And you embody that. And you, when, when we're at your concerts, you just feel that, that feeling coming out. And then you also have that collie side of you. I love how you make no. us all beat on our chest. We're, we're gonna hear. We're gonna hear a little bit of that. Her, our first song is gonna be a little bit of that. She brings that out, and to me, that helps us wake up too. You're doing yeah. a little bit of EFT tapping, right? Emotional freedom work, where you're kind of, you're tapping on these emotions, so um, that are so much a part of who we are. Yeah, and a part of the process of waking up is really honoring all those emotions moving through us riding those waves, you know, to to give ourselves permission to open up, to become vulnerable, to open our hearts and to be able to really hear each other, become curious, you know. Now is the time to get curious, to get even more curious about what we believe and why we believe it so that we can begin to to feel into those places where we're, the, we're actually coming from the same place if we're willing to have those conversations, right? Rather than polarizing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't, I said it pre-podcast, but I want to be sure that I kind of, my, my big point that I sort of always retreat to when education, because I didn't go to college for very long. It wasn't my thing. And I read about that time, I read a quote by, I believe it was Buckminster Fuller, who said, listen, the only real education is self-education. Even if you're going to college, if you, you can go there and not want to learn, and you can even take the tests and pass, but still not really embody it. Yes. You, don't, you don't have to learn it. And I think the same thing is true about government, that the only real form of government is self-government first. We always talk about everything happening the way frequency happens. It vibrates within you first and then emanates out. You don't wait for somebody to fix it for you, a program to come, a president that represents you perfectly. You don't, you're not waiting for those things to become a good citizen of the planet, of the solar system, of the universe. You decide, and it's very obvious, most of the time, what serves the greater good and what does not. I, I invite anybody to just move throughout a day in a more conscious, awakened state 
and realize those moments when you are in service, lifting people up, lifting yourself up, lifting the ecosystem up, and when you are not. I don't think that's rocket science to figure those out. The challenge is to do that more often. So my take throughout, I know the next hour and 15 minutes or so, is going to be retreating back to the only real government is self-government. I'm not waiting for someone to fix something for me. I'm going to constantly turn the mirrors back in. When I get drawn out of myself, drawn into separation, drawn into name-calling, drawn into blaming and shaming, I'm going to remind myself those are the very things that are not serving the greater good, yeah. my greater good or the greater good of all. Absolutely. I, that's one of the pieces that, that I've, I've watched, you know, um, really observed how people have, you know, people that I love have really gone into a place of polarity. And, and when we go into that, pla- that place of polarity, it can activate us to do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, because we have those um, mirror neurons, right, in our brain. And so we naturally start to do that. But that's where the... Um, the emotional martial arts come into play. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Which um, a dear friend of mine who just passed, Howard Richman, he used to give these amazing workshops on that. And um, those are the moments, you know, when when we come into that field to actually really listen, to listen and to honor, you know, what's coming from people and why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. Because usually when, when we honor that, then we can get to the core, you know, of the needs of that person. And then we can really share once we've heard it from that level, the, the core needs, then there's more of a space to be able to truly share and be, be heard as well, to come into a place of where we can find where we, we have similar needs and to create a bridging conversation. So, yeah, I'm looking at this is an incredible opportunity in consciousness for us as individuals to take responsibility to really learn how to communicate in a way that opens up dialogue rather than cuts it off. I'm feeling it even when when I feel it in myself. You know, these have been some really fascinating days energetically. And when I feel a trigger in myself, I have to stop and really have a sit down with myself and say, wow, you were just triggered by that. What's causing it? Where's the core wound that brought it out? And what is your role in how you're coming to look at it? So where is the greater good in all of it? Am I adding value by reacting instead of responding, right? Yeah. And, and and I really, I've been catching myself a lot lately where I'll, <laughs> These are good I'll opportunities go, right yeah. now, and right? I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm really, really, I, I have the, the light on myself and and as I'm seeing, you know, these mirrors for, for me where I'm, I'm seeing different things playing out with different people where my first reaction might be to judge to judge and then I have to say oh are you judging or are you observing right that's my first stu- my first step mm, Michelle <laughs> you know spiritual spanking and I can give that to myself and say I I feel like I was just in judgment because I felt a charge to it mm-hmm. if you feel a charge it's judging rather than being in a in observance and then really going deep within myself and saying, okay, I felt a charge. Where did it come from? And, and how am I going to help bring this back around so that everybody's served and, and that love wins? You know, where 
kindness really matters in these days, being kind. And, you know, I've seen a lot of angry finger pointing lately. And, and where, where can I serve, too? You know, when I see, I feel like a referee sometimes, this person, rah, 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 rah. And then I go, okay, now I have to jump in. And what's my role to play? Intergalactic Peace Ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Intergalactic. Wow. Intergalactic Peace Ambassador. I like that. <laughs> And, that, is, well, that is so our tribe. Yeah. That's such our tribe lingo. May, may as well be that as anything else. What are you? I'm the intergalactic peace ambassador. Fit that on a badge and wear it around. Um, I want to be. Su- I want to be sure that we play a lot of your music tonight. And I picked the first song, "Rock On Satnam," which is probably your one of your drivier. Um, songs. Is that a word? Drivier? Yes. Drivier? It is it, now. It, it has a lot of edge to it. And um, I was just watching. This. Uh, these really are, I mean, the Cubs just won the World's Worth Series. Yep, that was a that's, miracle. That's a sure sign of the apocalypse. Right. Um, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's movie is uh, out before the flood, which is not a lot of grins and, and giggles. And uh, it's crazy. It's very well done. And he self-deprecates a little bit. You know, he's like, he, he shows the people, like, who the heck is Leonardo DiCaprio talking about this? Why are we trusting him at all? He brings all that to the fray. Mm. And he's actually been very environmentally conscious for I need to see most that. of his adult life. Um, but he interviews someone, and I can't remember, he interviews so many people, but if it was the NASA specialist or some other scientist. But I know the lyrics to your words, uh, to your song, Rock On Satnam. And for a moment, it sounded like they had lifted... Because I don't think I'd heard of Earth as the lifeboat, and if it goes down, we all go down together. Um, the, ste- the seas are choppy. Earth is a lifeboat. If it goes down, we all go down together. Literally, <laughs> almost like a little quatrain of, from Rock on Satnam, and this guy said that, and I can't remember who it was. It wow. wasn't Leonardo. So, yeah, you're saying that. That's wild. Yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> oh, play. I'm going to dance now. We're gonna, <laughs> is it playing? Here we go. Here's Rock on Satnam. I love this song. Is this it? This is it. This is it. Here we this go. Are you it. ready? <laughs> Big. Oh, man. It's so. <laughs> we think the world is tripping, sending on its axis. We think we're boxed in pay in Caesar's taxes. Some say we're small like dust. Some say we're all like The towers fell, so did my innocence The war was motivation, catalyzation For my inner vision to see a bigger picture We're all in this together Our boat is hitting choppy weather We built the storm, we trashed the shelter If it goes down, we're going down together
bird needs our protection. Make the connection. Admin Colleen, and you're listening to Awakening Code Radio with host Eric Rankin. You can find Awakening Code Radio on iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And free podcasts are always available at kx935.com. Thank you, Colleen. She's our amazing admin for the page and the show. She's running things behind the scenes all week long. We couldn't do this show without her. Thank you so much for all the graphics, all the support, all the things you do. What an amazing song. I haven't listened to that for a little while now. Just so full of energy and <laughs> lyrics-wise, it could not be really more perfect for what we're talking about tonight. Just sort of the, the separation anxiety I think we're feeling, the divisiveness we're feeling, the maybe a little bit of shock and awe we're feeling about this particular election, and mm-hmm. just the reminder and a kind of a forceful reminder. There's a lot of drive in there. Of <laughs> a angst. lot of drive. A lot of- <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at this beautiful, petite woman and thinking, man, ah. does she, she can just growl it out. Yeah. I just love it. 
Such well, a great song. What you hear there is too is that is that angst, right? And and that angst can go one way or the other, really. Yes. And and I always think about Gandhi, where you know Gandhi got pushed off that train, and he was angry as all get out. He had a lot of angst, but he used that. He used that angst to actually bring more rights to the to the Indians in South Africa. And we have that ability to, to always take whatever we're feeling and put that in a positive direction, right? And, and every single one of our emotions are absolutely necessary. It's just what we do with them. And getting into that angst and enjoying it and playing with it and using it as a force for good. It's a creative outlet. Yes. It's energy. Sure. Yeah. It's energy. Are, we are stirred up energetically right now for sure. I am. Yes. <laughs> and like you say, when you when if you can channel that, that's what I think we're actually the in the bigger picture. You even have those words, bigger picture in your song that we just played. In the bigger picture we are being stirred up and wondering how do we channel that energy? And it is not to channel it in destructive ways. It is not to channel it in the ways we are being called to move out of the old paradigm, which you mentioned in that song as well. We're being called to move past the way things have been done, blaming somebody, you know, trying to stifle them, our two-party political system, which a lot of our founding fathers never wanted. You know, somebody gets in office and the, and the other party says, well, our job is now to thwart everything they wanted to start. We need to be doing, we need to channel those energies into what we know serves the planet. This, this video that we're talking about before the flood is, it is fairly dire, but in the end, it's like it is not too late. We know the things that are now that we're much more savvy in our scientific understanding of the world and the way the atmosphere works and the way global climate change works and everything else, we're being called to modify our behavior from a corporate level down to just the personal foundational level. And it matters now more than any time in history because there's 7 billion of us when they started monitoring the population against uh, all the chlorofluorocarbons and everything else, there was 2 billion people less. In 20 years, there's 2 billion people more than there were. I mean, we're on a very rapidly escalating uh, time frame as far as our population, and we are being called to live now more cohesively than ever before. It's a delicate balance, but it's one we're capable of doing. Reduce and reuse and recycle. <laughs> yeah, we grew up with that. <laughs> And to actually do it, it's still, I still have to really think about it. You know, in our household, like Benji will catch me. Benji is over here. I'll put, I'll put something that I think can't be recycled, you know, into the unrecyclable. No, Larissa, it goes over here, you know. So it's like they're still going through that training, you know, to, to really be conscious in all, more, all moments, you yep. know. It Ten, takes, it takes so much consciousness. Store. Tonight at the grocery store, I had just a few items. I went into the grocery store and I, I was paying and the guy bagged everything in pla a plastic bag. And I looked at him and I said, I really don't want that plastic bag. I'll just carry it in my arms. And he goes, do you want paper? You know, and he said, if I, you know, I don't, I don't agree with all the plastic we use either. And I'm like, well, then why aren't more of us doing something about that? When you see what the plastic is doing to the oceans and, and the, the sea creatures are getting tangled in plastic bags. You know, you see there's so many pictures of turtles, sea turtles that are deformed because plastic has gotten around their necks or their their yeah, strangling yeah, fish and sea lions. And, you know, I mean, it's 
it's a, we have created a fairly epidemic state uh, of the, our ecosystem for yeah, sure. We have. Um, and it is going to take for sure um, heroic efforts to turn this around. But that is one thing that the human race has done so far is when we're challenged, we respond. Um, uh, 9-11 comes to mind. You mentioned 9-11 in that song, uh, Rock on Satnam, that it jars us and we become together. For that day, I remember for all the death and destruction and horrible events, I remember how together the whole world yes. felt for a moment and just said, this kind of thing can't happen. And it catalyzed a lot of us, you know, yes. onto onto a path of healing and onto a path that was more in alignment with who we are because we realized that we couldn't continue to do what we were doing and and expect, you know, the positive results. And so it started shifting us. Right. And I'm one of those people that it definitely was a wake-up call for me. Oh, me too. And this is a wake-up call. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now that, that are calling us forward. And Standing Rock, that's, a really, that's another really good example in what you're talking about, Michelle. It's like I look at myself. It's like water is everything. And we know that water is everything, that we are water. And, and I look at myself like, okay, w- at what moment am I going to pick up all my things and I'm actually going to go there? you know, in, in person. And that's what it, it takes. It's all of us activating at such a level that we do feel like we are personally responsible because we are. There's no one but us La- know, to, last, make, to last change week and shift we, things. We had Chief Phil Lane on the program and he's he's relatives with with the elders there, the tribal elders there, um, of the Sioux Nation. And one of the things he talked about, he did talk about the prophecy of the black snake, but he also talked about, um, and I don't know if he said this on the show or if he said it to me personally, but one of the things he said was, for all the people that feel like they have to be there, they don't really have to, they, not to go into guilt if you don't go, because what else can you do? And he really made a great point in that you can do other things besides going there. You can use your voice and create social awareness. And really, that's what this whole movement is about, is creating more awareness to what's happening and what we're not going to stand for. We do not want to see our, our, a source of water that, that supplies more than 17 million people their water at risk to be contaminated, just like we don't want to see the nuclear you know, waste all the people that are at risk. It's not just, this is a tsunami zone. This is an earthquake zone on a fault line. We're next to a, a huge freeway that's one of the busiest freeways probably in the United States, the five freeway that goes into Mexico. There's six railway lines right there. And it's really not smart. So we don't, we don't need everybody to come from across the country to come to our nuclear plant to stand up, but to raise their awareness and to raise their voice using social media or just talking about it so that we know there are things we can do. There really are. And to contact all those in office that they can pull the trigger and say, no, 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 this isn't okay. It, I mean, they're spending billions of dollars on on this pipeline. So, you know, those people that are spending the billions of dollars don't want to let go that easily, but we got to keep putting pressure on elected officials in all the ways that we can, in, in, yeah, use, yeah. What, use what we have. That's and right. if you do feel called to go, to, mm-hmm. to do that too, because those physical numbers also make all the difference as well in all these places. It does, it does take, you know, people doing that for 
um, the world to actually take notice and right. for the officials to go, oh, we can't ignore this any longer. Too many of our people are standing up. That's when things change is when we do. But yes, there's many ways. So many ways. There's so many ways. To now's try. now's an, Im- an important time too because it's really, really cold there and it's going into winter. So all the people that were there this summer, you know, if they're not there anymore, they do need a new shift of, of the next crew. Yeah. We'll give a couple, while you two are uh, talking, we'll give a couple shout outs because uh, things are progressing in the election. You know, we're, our show is airing live while uh, the final uh, numbers are coming in, and Trump is doing very well at the moment. It's 244 versus 216 electoral, electoral votes. So my son is writing in, now what? And uh, my friend Rusty, who I have coffee with, is like, see you later, I'm moving to Canada tomorrow. Rusty did not move <laughs> to Canada tomorrow. We need you here. My daughter and husband are doing this. America is going to be great again, because it was always great. The planet is great. We live on an amazing planet filled with good people wanting to do good things. And I have the most hope in humanity, really now more than ever than I've been alive, because I see decisions that we've made over the last since I've been alive. I've seen how uh, gay people were treated and are treated now. I've seen lots of stereotypes be dropped. I've seen a lot of big issues that were, I mean, so oppressive open up and flower. I've seen boxed in religion open up to where people are honoring other people's spiritual beliefs. Um, I've seen so many good things, and I do believe there's tons of great momentum happening, and that is really where we are right now, is to keep that ball moving of our personal responsibility to serving the greater good, to serving the all picture, understanding how that is being served in the moment. This A lot of this is asking us to drop into the moment and lose the projection. I think we have lived under a state of projection of what things should look like and how they feel best and what a politician acts like and things. All of that stuff right now is changing very quickly. What we think politics did look like and how they did talk and how they conducted themselves personally If it's not feeling right to you, it is bringing the mirrors back, like you talked about, Larissa. It is forcing you to bring the mirrors back and say, does that matter or is it on you? Is the onus on you to be more of what you think or know serves the greater community, meaning the entire planet and all the species, all life on it, all life everywhere, as Michelle says, all life in all dimensions. This is our wake-up call. And in that regard, I think this is something very profound happening at the moment. Mm. And there's ways of voting that I think we are going to see. Um, my son writing in, you know, he's 26 years old. Um, there are a lot of very proactive ways of voting, voting rather than going, uh, as well as going to a poll and voting with how you spend, where you buy your goods, what types of materials you do buy, where they were made, um, the type of retailer, all of it. There's tons of ways you vote every day with your conduct, and that is going to be a powerful force of change um, in the future, I believe, is people just voting with their actions, with their feet, with their spending habits, all of that stuff. Um, we're, we're going to see the younger generations, the millennials, a little older and younger, and from here on going, we're going we're gonna to change things. 
it's going to work do. a different way. And they do. That's and they're the, the, the ones who are the biggest going to. way that yeah. we change things is, is voting with our dollars, actually. Yeah, absolutely. We can be anti-whatever, but if we don't spend money on it as a collective, it will go away. <laughs> Let, let's hope that's true about the stuff that's um, hurting our bee population. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of people are saying don't, don't buy Roundup because the, the ingredient in this weed killer is what's harming our bee population. And the bees give us the food we eat. They pollinate, right? So mm-hmm. the, food, the food on our plate is provided by the bees. And then so a lot of people are no longer shopping at those stores that sell that because that's your, that's your way to use your vote is to say, I'm not going to shop at your, whether it's Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, you know, where, wherever people buy that particular type of weed killer that has that particular ingredient in it that is known to be very, very toxic to the bee population. And that's just one little thing, you know, just one teeny little thing that we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, um, I know we're going to play some live music and stuff, but we talked about doing a little meditation, which we sometimes do on the show to get us kind of grounded in to breathe a bit and... Uh, I'm going to imagine sort of a cycle around of the three of us playing. Um, do you think that's a good idea? Absolutely, yeah. He's looking at me. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, okay? ga- I'm game for anything. Are, are you okay with that? Uh-huh. Was Ben thinking we were going to play a song right away? Um, I, I think he was ready to go. Um, we can do that and play, although the song that I have, would he play, was, is it good to have him play background music while we do what we're doing? Like a little pick through, or should we play something recorded? Um. You mean right now, like mm-hmm. to choose between doing just, something live yes. or doing play something live right now? No, doing the meditation live. At oh, the moment, doing the meditation just because live. I have a song tracked up. Oh well, why don't you go ahead and track it, and that way we can we can tune in and and do the meditation afterwards. Okay, all right. So, is there a song that you wanted to have me play on a CD? You handed two CDs to me. Um, you know what? Something that you're feeling called to. Do you have the Shakti sessions there, perhaps? I don't know. I'm looking at your CDs right here. <laughs> the one that has the Peacemakers on it? You I, said you have that one with you? I don't. You, how about you want to just do Peacemakers live? Can you want to just bring Benji back in and let's do Okay. Peace? Let's do that. Sure. Let's Boy, do that. talk about Benji. Flowing. <laughs> we are flowing like well, water. you know, we've got a whole busy studio here, and we just want to make sure we cover all the bases of what we're trying to do tonight. Um, How about about I read something really quick that I posted today? I thought this was good. This is a Hopi. A Hopi elder said this, and it says, It is time to speak your truth. Create your community. Be good to each other. Do not look outside yourself for a leader. There is a river flowing now very fast. It is so great and swift that there are those who will be afraid. They will try to hold on to the shore they will feel they are being pulled apart and will suffer greatly. Understand that the river knows its destination. The elders say we must let go of the shore, push off into the middle of the river, keep our eyes open and our heads above water. That's a how good that for, That's beautiful. How that is impertinent. Yeah. It felt, it felt right to share it today that this, I just happened to come across whatever this Hopi elder shared and, and I thought that was perfect. It it How do you like that for filling? Do, do a little tap dancing. Something really <laughs> positive while we're getting Benj ready to play live. Hello, Benj. Hello. How are you? So you're going to play guitar while Larissa stings, uh, sings, and you're going to do what? Oh? Yeah, I'm sorry. How am I? How are you? Good, thanks. 
<laughs> oh, did I just say how are you and just keep going? <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm sure that. you didn't notice. <laughs> no, that's the way I roll. I how love, are you? I love I'll, I'll just pe- keep talking. I love when people call him out on it too, right? Enough we were about just talking myself. about that. <laughs> Enough about me. Now, what do you think about me? <laughs> You really want me to go there? No, I don't. Thank you for coming down from Long Beach. Um, I'll adjust your volume levels here. I'm going to turn our mics off. What's the name of the song? I wanted to throw something in. Okay. I'm kind of the king of writing to people Yes. as a a voice of conscience. You were talking about this earlier. I've made a number of contacts recently, um, uh, including the Hennepin, Minnesota uh, Police Department, who were responsible for some of the brutality that we saw in the videos of the water protectors. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it wasn't very long before the lawmakers of Hennepin County called the cops back in. And, you know, it's just uh, speaking with a voice of uh, reason, conscience, but without being attacking, but like laying it out in more humanitarian, you know, terms. And uh, I'm starting to get a groove with this kind of writing, and it's kind of picking up steam. And... As far as social media goes, there's a lot of people kind of suggesting that, you know. Share it. Share it. And then give us the give us the impetus to use your words or pick and choose some of your mm-hmm, words. If you exactly. if you have a good. Yeah. That's the thing. We're, we all have our passions and we all have our gifts that we're good at. And when we use them with in the spirit of oneness and unity, right? You may say something that really resonates, but one of us may not be able to say it the same way. And then you give us the the inspiration to write to... And the point I want to make Mm -hmm. is that there's not really that many people, and this is really lopsided if you look at it, because people post on Facebook all the time. I'm mad about this. I'm excited about this. This is the cause I'm supporting. And you can do that all day, but it turns into like a bit of an echo chamber. But what takes a little more effort is to write to a congressman, um, somebody in an institution, a police department, the president, you know, a corporation. I do, I probably write to one to three institutions or people a week about something or another. People I don't know. I just put it out there, you know, and and, and a lot of times that changes because people don't write to politicians. People don't write those letters. And so the, the politicians say, you know, we don't see that many written comments coming in. So it's kind of a thing when we do, and, and they do pay attention to it. So if more people were actually putting that voice out there, it could really happen. You know, we really, but we got to make noise. I think we're going to see more of it. I think we're seeing the power of Standing Rock. You know, when you get that many people together willing to stay there for a long time, uh, the avalanche of humanity's desires, I think it has a profound effect, um, you know, and it does. It absolutely does. It's I think that we're hundredth see, monkey. You right. Know, we're going to see more really of that. All right. So what song are we doing? We're going to do the Peacemakers? Yes. All right. So we're going to turn on mics Which off. is a very, very, very important song. So two minutes. Yeah, let's talk about the Peacemakers. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yes. Yes. I love this. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, 
Love, 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 love your enemies. Love, 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 love your enemies. Yeah, yeah. Do good, 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 good to those who hurt you. Do good, 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 good to those who hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Amazing what you can just do live here in the studio. Thank you so much for being here. It, it, I felt into it that you were supposed to be here. I think you answered the call. I know you were supposed to be teaching a yoga class tonight, but you felt the call. This is a historic moment in time, I think, for many reasons. And it felt really important to take advantage of what we have been doing here for four years and ground this message of we need to stay in this place of love, peace, compassion, thinking of our neighbor, whether the neighbor is next door or the neighbors around the world, and how are we serving that greater good of the entire community now more than ever? Yes. Yes. And thank this you is, for that message. <laughs> this is a message that was <laughs> spoken so long ago by like an incredible renegade at the time, you know, a rebel at the time. Jesus was a freaking rebel. He was a you rebel. Know? And, and honestly, the biggest hippie ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he really believed in love and love being the ultimate law. And to the g- degree, to the unmetered degree, to the unjudicial degree, that's exactly. what challenges us is like, yeah, be good people. No, he was saying no. be good and there's nothing else. He, he really said, you know, to be good to those who hurt you and to love your enemies, to love, not to just tolerate, right? right, Not to be able to just, you know, walk down the street without slapping somebody, but, <laughs> <laughs> but to actually love, right. love. Without and that end. is profound. Yes. I mean, to really sing this message, to me, it's like, I feel <laughs> when I'm singing this message, like I, I feel like a rebel. Like, love your enemies. But I'm like, you know, freaking Jesus said this, people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and many I, other spiritual teachers. This is Sermon, on the, teachers. sermon yes. on the Mount. Yes. You know? And yet it's like, this is, to me, I'm just blown away by how that is so easily tossed out. I actually saw like this, um, oh my gosh, it was a little video I was watching today. And somebody's handle was Jesus hates dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Jesus would never, ever, you know, align himself with hatred. You know, Jesus was the ultimate lover, the ultimate lover, and was such an incredible example for us all to aspire to in this life and to even, you know, take it to the next level. Like, what does that look like at the next level? You know, and that's why... Um, the verses there, love till there is no enemy. Because if you love that deeply, if you can love those who you have different points of view with that are voting right now differently than how you would vote, if you can, if you can come to that place of really going, how can I open myself to, to loving these people even more right now? If I believe in Jesus or if I believe in Buddha or if I believe just in love, you know, how can I show up right now? Yes. It's the principle. The principle does not fail. That, I believe, more than anything, and unless you happen to be driving by or just tuning in right now and hear Jesus for the last three minutes, it, we're, not a, <laughs> a, we're not a Jesus channel, but we are talking about Christ consciousness. We yes, are talking I, about this thing that descended, I think, metaphorically upon Jesus is in the form of a white dove after John the Baptist baptized him. He just became, to me, awakened in that moment. He fully possibly saw what he was supposed to see on the cosmic level of how things, everything is supposed to work. And it is that un, never wrong, not un anything, never wrong message that if love is the right answer, 
It's always the right answer. If forgiveness is the right answer, it's always the right answer. It wasn't tempered with judicial thinking, like to a point, and then if they go too far, then we got to do something else. He wasn't talking that. And we go to these churches, we go to the temples, we go to hear that message because it vibrates with us, but we don't think it's practical in the real world. It is, eventually. Yes, it is. And we're, we're going to talk be. about this in, in the next 45 be. minutes or so of where we are right now because we're very young in our story, in our evolution, and in our politics. If humanity makes it past where we are right now into, say, 10,000 years from now, or 50,000 years, 100,000 years from now, which would still be a blink of an eye compared to how long whales and dolphins or other life forms have been on this planet, we're going to be much closer to the dawn of civilization. You know, we're going to be lumped in with the mythology of the Romans and the Greeks and all these things than we are in the advanced thinking. It's like that was us figuring things out in the moment. It was bumpy and it was rough and it was uneven and it was full of tension and, and heated debate. But it must have needed to happen because here we still are, 50,000, 100,000 years into the future. It was the uneven steps. And right now, tonight, today, November 8th, 2016, feels like an uneven, challenging step that we are taking. But we're going to look back on it and see how it played out. You know, what we do from here is going to be really huge. And people are writing in. I'm sharing a live video. It's still live. My arm is, you know, ready to break because I've been holding it up. But I want to read you. I want to read you something. Charles Langley from Public Watchdogs. Um, he, he's listening live right now. He's watching the live video. And he said, after watching the election results, I was contemplating soaking my head in a vat of lime jello. But I decided to listen to you instead. Thank you. So, you know... Uh, and there's people, Deb Clem, sending love and prayers. Jason Michael Powers, love to the family. Melissa Wallace, she says, Jesus, love that guy. <laughs> you know, you're talking Crystal Pierre, hi, Lisa Brown-Jordan. You know, all these people, Maura, Maura is listening, Maura Hoffman and Heather Powers. And there's so many people listening and watching, actually watching on the live, the live feed right now. And, you know, even Melissa said she's already feeling better she's feeling better already and to me that's the power of what music does right when you can sing with passion like that and you can actually so show people another way you know that yeah you're frustrated right now because it does it people are very frustrated whether whether they're for one candidate or another they're frustrated there's just no two ways about it Our, our country is split and and yet we can come in here and we can play music. It doesn't mean we're burying our heads in the sand. It doesn't mean that we're, we don't know what's going on. We're choosing to take what I consider the high road. We're choosing to take, we're choosing love. And isn't that, that's what your songs all, all say, Larissa. You know, most of your songs are about love or um, really choosing that other path. So I can feel, and like you said, Eric, we're... Um, it's shaking us up and making us vibrate. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this here on, on the Facebook thing. And I'm going to say thank you, everybody, for tuning <laughs> yeah. in and choosing love and choosing joy and knowing that we are, we're co-creators of our own destiny. And this doesn't have to be anything that makes us go into a tailspin. You know, the possibilities are infinite. And we're going to manifest our heart's desires if we unify and we stay in the frequency of love. love. 
Absolutely. And choose love and choose to see people in the highest. For you sure. Know? We're much more likely to bring it out, you know, if, if we keep holding that vibration. Well, and we've been triggered. Um, sometimes when you are triggered, the trigger meaning the trigger has been pulled and action is going to happen. And yeah. I think to the events leading up to this election, it's been two months of just droning on that is triggering people in many different ways. But what is coming out quite possibly um, I, because what I decided years ago, what is going to be my trigger to remind me to stay calm? It isn't when everything's beautiful. My trigger is when something's going wrong. Someone's in my face. Something went wrong. That's the trigger to say, hold on a minute. You have choices in this moment. Take a couple of breaths. Employ some of the things that you've studied or believe in. Now is the time to do that when you get triggered. So now it's the things that aren't going right in my book, according to my script, that trigger my deeper compassion, my pause, and think of the greater good of that person, of myself, of the everything in the moment. And right now, we, our country and I think the world is being triggered, and from that, something very positive could happen. Benj has his hands up like he wants to speak. <laughs> Go close like, to the mic How there. do I get a word in? And then I, and then I you remembered me. what I learned in school. Raise your hand. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. So there's a there's a really hot uh, amount of discussion on my social media lately about um, the the condition of I've put it out that you know the Trump supporters you know a lot most of my community is super sensitive to bigotry you know the rights of women and 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 other cultures and stuff and uh, and as as well we should be you know and, and um, so. A lot of those people are saying that the Trump supporters are putting up, you know, are like supporting bigotry. And, you know, I don't think that that's necessarily the main reason they're supporting Trump. They're looking at different things. And maybe from the stance of white privilege, bigotry is not real high on their list of things to worry about as much as, you know, the oligarchy and all that. Um, But where I was going with this is I've put it out there that I'm committed to maintaining peaceful and friendly relations with those people. And a lot of my friends are, are having trouble with that. They're like, you're going to support someone who's supporting Trump. And, and I'm like, well, it's not really support. I'm just not going to hate them. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to hate them. I know these how people. How can we love though? That's, that's, that, that is the big question I think is like, how can we even move beyond that? If, if we can move into that field of love, then there's something that opens up. There's always something that opens up out of love. Well, these, you know, and I'm, these people that I've known for decades and, and really think highly of, and finding out that they all voted for Trump, you know, what am I, what are we going to do? You what know, are we gonna do? my friends in Cincinnati, for heaven's sake, so many of them, you know, and, and, and I think they're awesome people. And, and if they're, voted for someone who said bad things about uh, Muslims and Latinos and gays, then it's, that's a, it's a sticky wicket, man. It is. I don't know what to do, but I still love them. Sure. We're at the t- beyond the top of the hour. We're going to play this real quick. It's kind of abrupt as why I didn't play it right out of your song. And we'll review it right back. You're listening to Awakening Code Radio. KXRN LP Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Member supported KX93.5. This disclaimer is a statement notifying the listening audience that any opinion expressed on the air is not reflective of KX93.5, its management, or its board of directors. 
Hi, this is Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream, author of It's All in Your Dreams, and I'm here with the amazing Eric Rankin on Awakening Code at KX93.5. Thank you, Dr. Kelly Sullivan Walden. Benj, your point, I think what's happening, myself, is you're right. No one's going to say, yeah, I know Trump's uh, a misogynist and a bigot and doesn't respect women, and I'm turning a blind eye to that. I think both people in both camps have said, I want something different. Um, and I think the politics status quo, maybe that's what, being, what we're being awakened up to bigger than anything is uh, people just going, I don't want what a professional politician means anymore. Someone working the system so well that they can unentwine themselves from uh, an FBI investigation that we would always be um, we would be sweating bullets under if it was happening to us personally. Mm -hmm. We don't want to think that our politicians are above laws that affect us and don't affect them. So I think there's more much more alignment like that. um, And Trump just happens to be. Candidate B, (laughs) the other guy. (laughs) You know, I don't think people are really necessarily in love with him. I just think that... um, It's it's repudiation of the status quo. Yes, it's repudiation of the status quo. I think that's what we're really seeing more than anything tonight. And it could be a really exciting time for what happens here. could be very uneven. It could be bumpy. It could be challenging. Um, But it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be. If you take personal responsibility for what you're going to do from this point on, how you're going to conduct yourself, how you're going to think about your fellow man, it doesn't have to be anything traumatic at all. Uh, It could be the invitation to dig in deeper and be the better steward in all of this. Be more personally responsible and rely less on big government, big business, big banks, big finance, big retailers. Um, and I think that's really probably what is down the pipe for us. And, is. Don't, and don't be cowed. Don't be cowed from talking to them to write directly to the corporation, sure. to write directly to the president. I and, do it all the time. I write to the president like I'm talking to him one-on-one. Yeah, and vote with your behavior. And we talked about it a little bit. Vote with how you do things. Vote with how you buy. Vote with how you eat. In this movie, you didn't watch it yet, Larissa, but in um, – before the flood, they said the first thing you could do, now I'm a meat eater, but they said the first thing you could do to help the environment, if you believe it's really real and global climate change is happening, is to not eat beef. Mm-hmm. And it is not from a health standpoint. It's not from not killing cows. It is from out of all the agriculture, agriculture is about half the land that we own, more or less. 80% of that of agriculture goes to raising what cows eat. If, and it could be raising food that we eat. If Crystal Pierre's is listening right now, she's I like, she woo! Um, <laughs> and it, it just became a point of what's better for the environment. And we could be growing the food that we eat directly versus the food that does, we don't eat directly. The water that it takes to feed a cow to being one pound of beef for us is hyper inefficient mm-hmm. and bad for the environment and even methane on top of that. I thought cows farted out the methane. It's belching out the methane from their stomachs forward out of their mouths. And and methane is way worse for the uh, atmosphere than CO2 is. Wow. So, um, you I know. I did not know that. Yeah. I have Crystal to say, Pierre. I did not know and about Crystal the And Crystal Pierre just gave a thumbs up. <laughs> I had to say Like, it. okay. That's like, that. that is new. Yeah, information for yeah, me. They actually just said, even just going from eating to eating more chicken and less cow, less beef, 
that mm-hmm. that could enough people doing it could shift the paradigm. And I know Crystal is saying, why would you eat any animals at all if we know that that's the the right thing? Um, you know, we're we're evolving one step at a time. One step at a time. We are evolving, but it's just talking about voting with behavior rather than waiting for uh, you know an election to come up and scratch your name off and check or whatever you do in polls. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> what do you do, Eric? <laughs> Oh, gosh, I heard that that's pull a lever or something. I don't know, some magic land that happens in the pole. Uh, private joke. You're getting private all hot there, aren't you? You're getting all flushed. <laughs> private on the radio. Um, okay, so uh, I did. I wanted to do a little meditation. Mm-hmm. And we might make a YouTube video out of it. I, I want to do it a little differently than we have done before. Um, I have First Twilight queued up. Hello, she's looking like Larissa's looking. Well, looking I'm letting looking. Benj know when we're doing a meditation, he can't be out there playing the guitar. Oh, right. Don't play <laughs> yeah. the guitar. Yeah, because he likes to when we're... It's, it's not. not. It's not. We could hear you t- tinkling it's, around. When we were in here and you were out there, it's like, la, la, la. I heard Freebird for sure going on out there. Hey. <laughs> okay. So I needed so, to communicate so that. The way we're going <laughs> to do this is um, you're going, Larissa, we're going to start with breathing. Okay. You're, you're so wonderful at starting us breathing together. Um, and then maybe take a minute or two, minute, or about, and just bring in what's coming through to you as far as this where we go from here, anything you want to say. And we're going to do this together, though, we're right? Gonna do gonna, we're going to do it together. We're going to do this in done, a round? Want, yeah, we're going to do it kind of in a round. So when you're done, you're going to wink at me or raise a finger. I will just drop in. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I haven't practiced anything. And when I'm done, I'm going to point to Michelle, and we're just going to kind of contribute what we're feeling in the moment, but it's going to start with dropping into this moment of okay. where we are. How does okay. that sound? That sounds beautiful. All right. So um, I'm going to leave all mics up. I'm going to drop that one. This song is called First Twilight. It's really beautiful. Whenever I hear this, it's from uh, Deep Forest, their first album, like in the early 90s. And I cannot hear the song without thinking that I'm looking at Earth from far away. And it has kind of a happy feel to it, but at the same time or in other parts of it, kind of a mournful feel to it, like... And there was that planet that was so close, so beautiful and vibrated right on the precipice of getting it all right. And it's like this song sounds like Mm. that moment to me. Mm. It's like a little bit sad for what we didn't accomplish yet and still very hopeful in how beautiful it is. Mm. So we'll do that. Um, When you hear it, let the song play for 10, 15 seconds and we'll start. Okay. All right. I'm going to turn this one off. I'm going to bring this up slowly. yourself permission to feel into what's really present for you right now. Whatever you're feeling. And starting with where you are. 
You're going to breathe into that feeling, witnessing it, and taking long, deep breaths, and centering your breaths into the heart center. Begin seeing visually the breath originating from your heart and breathing out of the heart. And hold a space of compassion for yourself and all the emotions that are present right now. giving yourself the space to fully feel full self-acceptance. Notice what happens in your body when you accept fully where you are. And imagine that there's this beautiful golden light of unconditional love that surrounds you completely, surrounds your feelings, surrounds your body, your thoughts, and all that you are. The golden light of unconditional love. And as you take this light, expand it, feel it growing out of you and touching others, the closest people to you in your life. And tonight, we're talking about the election and the challenges we feel and a little bit of the separation we feel. And we realize that there's a choice to be made in how we think about this and how we live our lives from here. And we draw in all the filters and all the mirrors back on ourselves. And we remind ourselves that we want to be in service to the greater good. And that the only real government is self-government. That you have the choice every day of being a part of the cure or the cancer for what happens from here. You can be the healthy cell that serves the life on this planet of your fellow human beings, of all the animals, of the atmosphere, of our trajectory into the future. We're at a choice point moment from here and we are waking up. We are being jarred awake in this moment to drop deeper into ourselves and understand where we are on this path of our evolutionary growth. And we forgive ourselves. We forgive the system if you think it needs forgiving. We forgive our neighbors. And we move forward from here, deciding consciously in a more awakened state to serve the greater good. 
Now as we, we visualize that golden light wrapped around all of us and our families and our communities, if we can feel into our hearts and really connect with that expanded presence and awareness, take that feeling and share it further, further. Keep expanding it out. Expand it to not just our, our state or our um, country, but expand it out to the world, the entire world, and see the entire world and the cosmos beyond just wrapped in this bubble of golden light, of divine love, acceptance, forgiveness, harmony, and really feel and tap into that space within yourself that knows we're all connected. We're connected to nature. We're connected to the animal kingdom and the mineral kingdom. We're connected at every level to every living cell. And if we can just take this love, this self-love, really come into self-love and expand it out, share it, share it, share it, and feel the place of joy in your heart, no matter what's going on around you. Feel that divinity within, that connection to source essence, and know that you are a part and particle of the source of all that is. Merge, merge, merge with all life and know that you are all life. Your love, your divine wisdom, and we are filled with the infinite possibilities before us, coming into the greater awareness that we can co-create what our heart desires, manifest exactly what our hearts desire, no matter what's going on around us, and see our dolphin and whale family coming to join us, inspiring joy, and go forward, radiate that out, go forward in freedom and as love. That felt like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Felt like the right thing to do. That's what I love about this station is the opportunity that we've been given um, to do something like that, to drop in and have these unrehearsed moments when we really feel like we're, you know, when we go out to the Integratron or a lot of ceremonies start with a blessing in the four directions, um, that we're really doing nothing more than that than sending our blessings out from ourselves first and then in all life, in all its dimensions, as Michelle says all the time. Um, that's what we're doing. That's our job as human beings, is to send our blessings out, to be of service, and not wait for the mandate of how that's going to happen or how it's going to happen to us. You know, waiting for whatever program or law or thing that we think should be enacted, um, judging how it should play out for other people that work harder or less hard than us or are more fortunate or less fortunate than us. It is all up to us to just open up and be those founts of compassion and kindness. Mm -hmm. And I just love that we have this opportunity once a week to share that message. But with you, Larissa, I knew that that's um, 
what was wanting to come through tonight. You know, your message that you sing and travel all the time um, is all about that. And I just wanted to anchor it so firmly into what is happening tonight, really not expecting um, to, for the election to be going the way that it's going. Um, right. But I think it is. I trust that everything happens for its purpose. And I think this is probably happening for its purpose as well. And that it is up to us now um, for the greater good for all of us participating in this, which is everybody in the world is it's not just a United States thing. The world is looking at us right now going um, things are going to be different and they are. And because we're so hyper connected now, things could be very different. I mean, we, we don't know. It's 1036 p.m. I don't know if uh, there's any finality to it, but certainly uh you know, Trump has done more than we thought he would. And I think a message is reverberating through the halls of poli- politics. Uh, it's a whole new ballgame and maybe needs to be. Hmm. So we'll see how things we'll see how things work, play out from here. But we do want to remind everybody, as I think we all contributed in that meditation. Um, now it's up to us. It's up to you to stay in your grounded place in these next days, weeks, months yes. Um, yes. To, to of service. I think the thing we can do the most right now is to, to really be kind to ourselves because this is a time for so many people to move in, into that place of fear. And, and we have the opportunity to, to really love ourselves right now, to be kind with ourselves, to be gentle with ourselves, and to drop like just drop even deeper into a place of vulnerability authenticity with ourselves with the world around us those that we love you know if you are afraid to be honest about it but from a place of vulnerability and we can move forward from that and really bring forth positive change because it comes from positive change comes from connecting with ourselves and also honestly connecting with each other a more, much more vulnerable place than we're used to doing <laughs> that shifts things big time absolutely Michelle before I play another Shakti tribe song you want to add something or well I <laughs> I got distracted because all of a sudden I was doing live video and everybody's commenting and writing in and then it just popped off I don't know if you have a time limit on live videos. <laughs> Maybe enough, I would, enough, Michelle, with I, the I live over, video. I went over my time, but people were really responding to it. And, you know, I think when I do these live videos, I, I try not to over-abuse the whole live video thing and, you know, record every single little thing I'm doing. But it seems like lately there's a lot of big things happening. There's a lot of sacred yeah. activism happening. And... Um, you know, I did a show when Eric was at Burning Man called Conscious Festivals Heal the World. And really, what we're all really talking about right now is how important it is to step into that place of loving ourselves and loving one another. And, the, and one of those key components is joy. That, you know, I, I, I woke up this morning depressed. I really did. I'm going to be honest that I woke up and I can't remember who was my first phone call this morning, but I actually cried to whoever it was and said, man, I feel so yucky. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know if, the, is this the collective that I'm feeling or is it my own stuff or what is it? And just reaching out to someone else that could dialogue with me about that and help me get in tune with that. 
then I realized, wow, nobody, nobody has to squash my joy. That's our natural state. I think that's our divine birthright, to be able to be in a place of joy. Look at children, right? Children are so curious and, you know, always always in a, in a place of constant wonder and excitement and you see them, you know, happy, except when they're, they got to go potty or they're, well, <laughs> they're getting in trouble for being whatever. You're, you're really touching on it, too, is that they, they're so fluid. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the reasons why there is so much joy is because they're really honest when they're not in joy, you know. Like I know right. Astara, my little one, she is, she is so honest about how she feels all the time. So then because of that, she can move quickly between and navigate between all those energies back into her joy so mm-hmm. fast, you know, but you, you talked about sharing with your friend, sharing how yucky you felt. That's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, sharing how we feel, even if it isn't from the place of joy to begin with, that actually helps us move back, back into, into joy. our joy yeah. by being more um, honest. And I really do think that's going to be the big, it's going to be a big shift when we become that much more honest and vulnerable with each other, we do move into joy because that intimacy with ourselves and with one another brings so much connection and connection to ourselves when we're connecting like that to one another. This is a big time. It is. That's why I brought, you know, that's why I specifically brought up connection is so important. That's why we love these freaking little phones so much. Yeah, I know. You know, we want to connect, connect, but it's like really this. We want to really connect, real really, <laughs> really connect with each other. Yes. Be honest yes. about how you're feeling right now, and then we do our inherent, you know, soul energy is joy, is love when we're honest. Um, I want to squeeze in another Shakti Tribe song, but do you want to do something live, or do you want me to pick something? Well, Binge, do you have any, like, um, anything you want to share on a live level? This, in this moment, are you inspired? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's you so need funny. to decide. It's so funny, too. <laughs> 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 Chris, I, I love, um, I mean, I love the song that I just sing to myself all the time with you is What You Gonna Do With All That Love. Oh. So, yeah, that's 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 a good question. I like that question a lot. <laughs> Presupposes that there's a whole lot of love if you ask that question. What are you going to do with all that love? Well, why don't you go ahead and play all that right. one and then Bench and don't play Freebird because Crystal Pierre is saying, is saying she can't she can't get it out of her head now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here from Shakti Tribe. What are you going to do with all that love? Yay! She even talks about Benj in this song, right? Well, Benj is slapping the bass, yep. right? Nice. <laughs> this is true. Oh, I, gotta, I gotta play. I, gotta I love go the song. Back Such a great vibe.
lover, the seeker, the mother, the bully, the jerk, the undersex and overworked, incarcerated, perpetrated, elevated, underrated. Now's the time to get bodaciously motivated. Let love in, swimming in the zen. Activate the grid with unconditional love. There's more love here. There's more love than we know what to do. Well, bitch, just slap in the face Interconnected, affected through the air we breathe Interdependent, transcending through the choices we see Yeah, we're on the air. 
Um, and my phone is just about dying. But uh, a great friend of mine, Jim Terrell, Reverend Jim Terrell, Dr. Jim Terrell, uh, he has been on the show a couple of times. He brought us Marianne Williamson and some other amazing guests. Um, but I wanted to read his thing because it really does look like uh, Trump is winning the election. Um, I don't know that that's for certain. We'll know tomorrow morning. But he says this election, and he's speaking just from a personal standpoint, this election is a disappointment to me, but it is not the end of our country. I will get up tomorrow with the same sense of love that I went to bed with tonight. I refuse to give power to my condition, my circumstance, or any election. My power is in my relationship with God. That is the one relationship I will not abandon or allow myself to become distracted from. I will pray that whoever is president can lead this country for the greater good in a peaceful manner. God bless America. Oh, God bless you, Jim Terrell. I love that guy. Yeah. He is, uh, he's so, he's so smooth and eloquent with how he expresses. Yes. And that's where we all are, whether you were, uh, who were, ever you were supporting. And if you were feeling deflated right now, do not. Um, That's the message of this entire show is stay grounded more than ever in who you are, what your purpose is, being in greater service, all of that, living in a more conscious, awakened state. That's what's happening right now. And um, sometimes things are wrapped in unexpected packages. We had a guest, Ivor, I think it was, and just gifts in unexpected packaging. And uh, this could be something like that. We'll see. Um, But we have about... Ten minutes left. I want to make sure that we cover all the bases that we wanted to cover. Thank you, one, Larissa for, and Benj for being in the show, in the studio tonight with us. It was really important to me. It felt just right uh, for the triad of us being here in the show and talking about this important stuff. And it's amazing to me, you know, that we were on the air, not just on the day, but during the hours, these last two hours, We've been tracking the final results of this election, November 8th, Tuesday, uh, 2016. And uh, this show will be up for as long as uh, the Internet is up for. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? So wild. (laughs) And we just say, like Dr. Jim, bless everyone. You know, bless every (sighs) being, every sentient or not. And stay in love. Out of fear and in love. love. Yes, absolutely. No matter what. Yes. And forgiveness. Absolutely. All the things that our spiritual teachers and masters have told us and taught us, I think we are being expected to draw from them now more than ever. I think we have been in class for the last few thousand years, uh, learning the message, hearing the message, and now it is time to employ the message, digging deep, um, when the challenges that we're kind of going through. I mean, our country has been going through challenges. The world is going through challenges. We are going through uh, growth pains on many different fronts of how do we do this? How do we do this with this many people on the planet? How do we do this if sea levels rise? How do we do this if if our external conditions change? And the answer never is different. We do this the way we're supposed to do it from the inside out. That's right. If we get down to the, the, you know, some apocalyptic mindset that it's just me and my guns and my last can of beans and my family. It, this Never. is no no place for anybody to live on this planet. So, Eric that is I, so true. Eric and so I have true. talked about a lot when we have, sometimes we have morning coffee, like when he's driving to work and he'll he'll call me every once in a while and we'll talk about 
it's not my reality to face some Mad Max scenario. That's just not, that's not what I want to co-create in my life. And I do feel, and I think many of us in here feel that we are eternal beings. And if we're truly eternal, we, we don't have to fear any, any of the doom and gloom that everybody, you know, wanting to put upon us. We, we know that we, no matter what, we have light inside of us. We're in this human costume while we're here on this planet. And no matter what, we, no one can steal our joy. No one, no one can. No one has that power to do that. We can stay in a place of joy, especially when there's music like <laughs> yours on the planet. Mm, yes, sweetie. Absolutely. Thank you for holding that vibration. Thank you for holding that frequency. Thank you, both of you, for holding the frequency of love and forgiveness. Thank you. Unconditional love. That's why I like hanging out with you guys so much, you know? <laughs> well, it's, that's uh, mutual. And, you know, in a, a moment like this, I remember we had uh, Kelly Sullivan Walden on the show, Dr. Dream. You know, she's written many super popular books. And uh, one of the things that she said that really stuck with me, she's like, when things are feel the most wrong, that's her trigger point to say, but what is right? What's right in this moment? Mm, and you, you might have to dig deep. If you are feeling completely <laughs> deflated right now, or unsure, no matter who you voted for, you might have voted for Trump and he might win and you might have done it with a bit of trepidation, just thinking, I don't know, I want to see something different, whatever it is, but you're being called to think what is right in this moment and dig as deep as you need to. Start with, you're here on this planet with the gift of being alive in a body, sensing yeah. what a miracle this life is. It is, because it can go quickly, too. It's Absolutely. Like, you had a friend that you lost this week? I had a friend that I lost this week, a very, very dear friend. Very dear friend. And it's been a, a big, you know, past couple days since Thursday of a lot of grief for me. And and because the reason why I grieve so deeply is because I love so deeply. I love so deeply, and I love my friend Alana, who lost her husband, so deeply. And because of that I'm actually grateful for my grief I'm grateful for it I'm so incredibly grateful for this life and it is so impermanent and it can be gone in a second so you know what are we going to do with all that love what are we going to do when we're in form what are we going to do when we're in form I know in my heart it's like knowing the, the last breaths I take on this planet I want to know that I lived a life full of love and forgiveness and that makes all the difference. Amen. <sighs> Amen. <laughs> what a gift it is to feel. Yeah. So you have a last song you want to take us out with? Yeah, this is Baby Blue. And, and I honestly haven't sang this in a really, really long time. So hopefully I'll remember how to sing it. <laughs> um, but it feels, it feels in alignment with what's happening right now. Um, and what we were talking about today. And remembering that we are all connected and our earth, we are her. She is us. We are one another. This song is called Baby Blue. Baby Blue Who is spinning yeah. Is it gravity that holds your place or love? 
love's embrace Is it true I'll make you cry When I act as if you're not alive Your gifts so I can laugh Then I go unconscious By and by But aren't I just you In a different form And aren't we all just dying To be born into Born 
so much oh well my gosh you know thank you Benj. we did our job thank you. we anchored in uh love like i wanted to tonight more than maybe other any show that we've done in four years i wanted to be sure that um, we were living our message that we don't get pulled out of our ability to love and live in grace and kindness compassion because of external circumstances and this is a big one if you were you know really believing in uh, a certain system or a certain outcome no matter what it was you might be surprised and you might be deflated but that is not the takeaway from this um, just like dr jim said that is not the takeaway the takeaway is dropping into yourself and committing the right action that you know serves the greater good you've been listening to awakening code radio right here on kx 93.5 member supported radio if you can support the station do that go to kx 935.com and become a member there's a lot of uh, great things that happen from that. We're going to go out with uh, Sting's song. Oh, no, we can't because we already finished the show. We're going to stop the podcast recorder, and it looks like Matt Costa's show is pulled up here. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you very much. Stay calm. Carry on. Do the right thing. Right, Michelle? Keep loving. Keep loving. And forgiving. And forgiving. Forgiveness is the key to freedom. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.